0: hey now hey now ladies and gentlemen welcome to a brand new edition of over the line one day away from the election that's right it is november the 2nd 2020 this is crazy y'all it is crazy that we are this close to election 24 hours 24 hours and polls will have been open for an hour already from the time we're recording this podcast right now it's going to be wild and listen I, i've already talked to some of y'all this morning i know y'all are nervous i know i know it's nerve-wracking you're worried about what's going to happen but just stay calm i know you're like well that's easy for you to say andrew you're so confident about what's going to happen but no i get it i get why you're nervous You have every right to be and reason to be nervous. It's okay. Be nervous. That's okay. But use that nervousness and transform it into action. Transform it into excitement and transform it into making sure, uh, transform it into the energy to contact the people you know, your loved ones, your friends uh, from all across the country. Make sure they're voting. They may already be voting. That's fine. But just double check with them. And if they've got questions about anything, answer the questions. You know the answers. It's fine. They'll get in a fight with them. If they've already decided, that's that's cool. Let them, let them vote for who they want to. But make sure they're going out to vote. Because if they are paying attention and they know what's going on in this country, they'll vote the right way i have got 100% faith in that. So, with that said, let's get started, shall we? Leading up to the election, 24 hours and what will happen afterwards. If you heard me on Leland Live on on Friday, we talked a lot about who's voting for who, who's going to vote uh, early, who's voting on election day, and how long do you think it will take to get the results of the election. I, I don't really have an answer for that in particular, as to when we'll find out. If I had to guess, if I had to put money on when we'll find out the winner, I would say we would find out tomorrow night. I really believe that. Because I feel like there's going to be an insane voter turnout. Now, that doesn't mean the election will be finalized tomorrow night. I think we will have a clear picture of who won this thing and then you will have, obviously, legal challenges on the back end because nobody's going down without a fight. Both candidates, both campaigns have a, a, an abundance of lawyers and legal teams on their side ready to challenge anything and everything that comes up that is sketchy in this election. So, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Last night on november the first the two candidates are hitting the campaign trail hard hitting it hard but nobody's hitting the campaign trail harder than donald j trump i kept up with him throughout the day i've been doing it for the past week or two when he's been doing anywhere from three to five rallies a day this is the most insane thing i've ever seen in politics i have never seen a guy with this much energy this much stamina and being able to get after it to this level. I mean, this is somebody you want. When you're doing anything, whether it's it's sports or a business or whatever, you want people like this on your team. He's got every reason in the world to do like Sleepy Joe and stay in his basement or put a lid on it at noon. Being in his 70s, but he's not. He's out there in city after city. Small town, big city. Doesn't matter. He's all over the place talking directly to the American people. And we saw several instances of that. I'm just now looking at pictures from Rome, Georgia last night. Now, Rome's not a big city, if you've ever been there. It's a sizable city, but it's not uh, not a major metropolitan city, as most of you guys know. These are some of the photos, though, from Rome, Georgia. You know, the president pulls Air Force One up on a uh, on a tarmac if you will and they meet with the um with the the supporters and he gives a speech look at all these people a tremendous amount of trump supporters and of all backgrounds of all races and genders there's some real diversity in these crowds but tons and tons of people and this is rally after rally after rally it never stops Everyone he goes to absolutely packed out. Here's last night, and this was like midnight, okay? I, I was sitting watching TV with Trish, and he's in uh 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 Opa, Opa Opal Florida, whatever. What was the name of it? Oh no, he was in Miami on this one. So he's in Miami. It's like 10, 11 o'clock here in Alabama in Birmingham, and I look at Trish and I'm like Dude, it's midnight over there, and he was just starting his rally, and there were tons and tons of people still at this rally. Here's some pictures from uh, the the day from yesterday, leading up to the rally. Tons and tons of people all over the place. It, it's it's almost as if it's almost as if these people are tailgating for a football game. This is what's crazy to me, and this is the kind of stuff that I've never in my life seen in politics. You, you go to a, t- a tailgate for a football game, whether it's college football or NFL, everybody's out there, they're dressed in the team colors, people have their, their RVs and their cars and everything else dressed up and, you know, showing team spirit or what. That's what's going on at these Trump rallies. It's like a giant party all day long leading up to a rally. Have you ever seen that with any other politician? No, you haven't. This is the first time it's ever happened. But it's rally after rally after rally. And especially in Miami, Florida, the Latino community, the Cuban community in, in, in South Florida is, over the past four years, has grown tremendously in support of Donald Trump. One of the other aspects that I've seen that's, that's absolutely blown my mind, but it makes sense, Because these people, whether they come from Cuba or the Dominican Republic or wherever, they get to America and they're like, the reason we came here is for freedom and prosperity and opportunity. And then they hear people like Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders or AOC or whoever talking about all the things they just ran away from. And they're like, well, it's a no-brainer. We like Trump. Trump is the opposite of, of what we used to have. Trump is, the, the ideas that Trump has are the reasons we came over here. And so you're going to see on election day a tremendous turnout in the Latino vote for Donald Trump. And it's going to shock the nation. Look at this. Look at all these people. They're all dressed up in outfits. Wearing Trump from head to toe. Is that? Well, that's Ron Ron DeSantis. I thought that was Marco Rubio for a minute. Look at this guy, dressed up as Superman, but he's Super Trump, I guess. <laughs> this is why it's like a big party. You cannot deny the excitement surrounding these rallies. And again, it's people of all backgrounds, all races, all genders, getting behind one cause, and that is fueled by their love of this country. It's not about Trump. It's not about the Trump family. It's not about a particular person. It is about this country. And making sure this country remains the shining light on the hill. The country that everyone else looks to when they need help. The country that is the best in the world. The leader on this planet. We want to remain that way. If we have a president, if we have somebody in charge that's beholden to other countries, in particular our enemies, we'll no longer be first. We'll likely be last. Those decisions are what produced Trump. The decisions to allow countries, other countries to take advantage of us time and time and time again. That's why Trump gained enough popularity to become president in the first place. Because we were sick and tired of being pushed to the back of the line. We do too much for the rest of the people on this planet. We do too much for the other countries to be pushed to the back of the line. And on a common sense level, you can't help anyone else until you help yourself. If you don't have your house in order, how are you going to help anybody else? You can't. It's common sense. That's why America First is so vitally important. So you see all this going on, all the excitement, but it's not all excitement. There were some sad aspects to this. And I saw an interview just uh, from yesterday, and I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think maybe this one was in Pennsylvania where some Breitbart reporters were out talking to some of the patrons, some of the the, the rally-goers, if you will, about why they're here, why they support Trump, and just trying to get a feel from the crowd. And they approached this one guy who is a former business owner. He owned a Dairy Queen in in a local mall. And because of coronavirus and because of the tactics and the policies the left has pushed in this in this attempt to shut the country down he lost his entire livelihood and so he tells this story in 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 very very emotional fashion but you can hear it in his voice how what what this this whole thing has done to him and why he's voting for donald j trump
1: I was a small business owner. I had to close my business down because of COVID. Biden wants to keep us closed down and will destroy a lot of small businesses. Trump doesn't want that. Trump wants us to have our own business, to flourish, to do what we want to do, to be proud. That's why we're here. If I could just ask you what the, a little bit more about the small business, what was it? And how, just in more I, detail, how it's been? Attractive. I had owned a Dairy Queen at the mall. And they closed them all down and the new regulations would have put so much debt on me, I had to close it down. And I was lucky enough to find another job, but I I lost everything that I worked for. And the shutdown caused all this. I just had to shut it down, the regulations. The new regulations, uh, you know, uh, limiting how many people you can come in there it's it just it was a hard decision to make but I made it and it's still not over I'm, I still have other I have a lot of debt to pay. It really just it really hurt my family I received six weeks of unemployment and they're asking me to give it back. In 25 weeks that I couldn't run my store I had they gave me six weeks and now they're asking for it back That's what our governor did for Pennsylvania. They promised they'd take care of us. They didn't take care of us. And I'm sure there's a lot of stories like me that ain't being told. Hopefully you'll tell my story and other people will come forward that are silently for Trump and say, Hey, look, we need to take our country. We need to keep our country.
0: This is what this is what Cuban Americans that are supporting Trump will will tell you. They they will tell you that well exactly what you just heard from this guy which was i received all these promises from the government that they're going to take care of us in this in this tough time with covid and shutting everything down but they never delivered they promised they would take care of me and my family but it never happened and instead the little help i did get they're asking for it back that's what socialism brings because what happens is the government gives you all the stuff. They say, hey, here you go. We're helping you out, you know. Here, we want you to have a good life, good quality of life. Then everything runs out. They're like, okay, we got to have that back now. Because, you know, we got we to gotta run the country. And there's people that less fortunate than you are. So just give us all that money back and we're going to give it to somebody else. We're going to put it here. We're going to put it there. The people that risk their lives to come to this country, that go through the heartache of obtaining visas and, and green cards and citizenship in this country, spending thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours trying to get that done. They don't do that because they want to come to another socialist country. They do it because they want to come to the land of the free. And the story you just heard from that guy is not the land of the free. That's the land of government control. That's the land of socialism, of empty promises. Long gone are the days where we all collectively didn't trust the government. Now we've got half of the country that blindly follows politicians because they make these tall promises and and they, they... they, uh, they present a boogeyman that you need to be scared of. In this case, it's Trump. Democrats say Trump is evil. Trump is a threat to your way of life, and we are the ones that are going to save you. Anytime a government says we are going to be the ones to save you, just relax. We've got everything covered. They're lying to you. I don't care if it's America. I don't care if it's Cuba or Mexico or China or Russia they're lying to you they can't do it especially in this country so that's what you've gotten going on at trump rallies a lot of excitement a lot of emotion if you will and uh trump is doing that three to five times a day all over the country on the other hand joe biden makes a stop here makes a stop there calls it a lid at 9 30 a.m from time to time goes back to the basement which is completely understandable, because when he is out in public, he always seems to say something completely stupid. For instance, yesterday, he's in Pennsylvania. Spent a lot of time in Pennsylvania, and, and granted, that's an important state for the Democrats. But if you're in Pennsylvania and you're going to pander to the locals, whether it's about you know something in their community or their football team, just make sure you get it right. Joe Biden, Joe Biden doesn't follow that those rules. So what Joe Biden did is he's talking about how he he married a, a Philly girl and then started bragging about how he wore his even wore his his Philadelphia Eagles jacket to this rally. The only problem is he wasn't wearing a Philadelphia Eagles jacket. He was wearing a Delaware Blue hens jacket. <laughs> But the crowd didn't care because they're all a bunch of robotic zombies that just take what they're told at face value and roll with it. Here's Joe Biden just yesterday.
2: I was very happy to have the moniker of being known as Pennsylvania's third senator. I know Philadelphia well. I married a Philly girl, by the way. By the way, I got my
0: Eagles jacket on. He's got his Eagles jacket on. No, that's uh that's your home state of Delaware. That's the, that's the Blue Hens. Uh Joe Biden. He also yesterday uh called himself a a grandmom. But we won't get into that. That's Joe Biden. That's the, that's the excitement happening around Joe Biden rallies. I know. It's It's fun. It's fun and exciting. Now on the other hand, Joe Biden even though he seems to be completely out of it and have no clue what's going on. There are a lot of people behind the scenes working to really pull the strings for Joe Biden. And those people, those people are the full-blown socialists. The squad, the Bernie Sanders. They actually, over the weekend, had a, a somewhat of a Zoom conference, if you will, to talk about what they were going to do after Joe Biden gets elected and it's probably one of the scariest things you're ever going to see on the internet today as they basically unveil unveil their plan for what's going to happen after the orange man is defeated
2: all of us are working very hard to make that happen but we understand that electing Biden is not the end all it is the beginning Okay, and I think as the result of the work that all of you have done, Biden's proposals in this campaign are a lot stronger than they were in the primary. Alexandria uh, was on the climate change task force, did a great job. Uh, And his proposals are stronger. Do they go as far as we would want? No, they don't. Okay, Biden, unlike Trump, does not conceive of himself as a dictator. That means you have your job in the House. I've got my job with others in the Senate and we're not giving up on our agenda. For example, one area, you know, Biden wants to expand health care. That's good. Wants to lower prescription drug costs. That's great. Wants to double funding for community health centers. Very important. But you know and I know that at the end of the day, the only way that we're going to provide quality care to every man, woman and child in an affordable way is through Medicare for all. And we ain't giving up on that struggle. All right. We're going to introduce Medicare for all. Believe me, we are. And we have, because of all of your efforts and the efforts of great doctors and nurses and others throughout the country, we got a majority of the people who support us. So thank you for that. Green New Deal. We ain't giving up on that. We know. My God, I mean, every day, the horrors that are going on on the West Coast right now, all over the world, Australia burning, West Coast burning, We have got to be bolder than ever before in tackling climate change. And as Alexandria and all of you have pointed out, we can create millions of good paying jobs as we do it. We're gonna go forward on that issue, on criminal justice, on immigration, all right? We're not retreating. So our first task, we have made it clear to everybody, it's no great secret. Our first task, we gotta defeat the worst president in the modern history of this country. And number two, we organize our people to make sure that Biden becomes the most progressive president since FDR. So there's
0: there's Bernie Sanders speaking to the squad. And you can see their faces. How excited they are. Because they know if Joe Biden becomes president. That all their crazy socialist policies. There's a good chance they're going to get put in place. Look at the excitement. Look at Rashida Tlaib. How excited she is. Ilhan Omar. Even Ayanna Presley over here who. Just so happens to have her her pronouns beside her screen name. She, her. (laughs) What a bunch of rubes. Look at these people. These people right here. Five of them. Every single one of them are enemies of America. They're enemies of America because they want to destroy this country and fundamentally change it. Into something it was not built for. Something it was not founded on. They're enemies of America because they want America as we know it to cease to exist. And that should scare the crap out of each and every one of you guys. That's what you get with a Joe Biden victory. Now, last night, back to Florida. This was the late night rally that Trump did. It was midnight. He's in Opalaca, Florida. Not like Opalica. Not Opalica, Alabama. He's in Opalaca, Florida. And he, (laughs) when this happened, I had to stop it and rewind it because I had to tweet about it. It was, (laughs) I was halfway paying attention. And when it happened, I was like, wait a minute. What did the crowd just say? He's talking about the coronavirus and, and, and how people have been affected in such a negative way. Well, then the crowd starts chanting, fire Fauci. <laughs> Which is the first time I've heard this happen in a Trump rally. But it caught me off guard, so I had to go back and watch it again. But I want to play it for y'all. This is... This is where it all went down last night.
2: Rounding the I say
0: it's, it drives them crazy. It's rounding the turn because all they want to do, you turn in the news. COVID, 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 COVID. We'd like to talk about COVID and then next year, uh, here's what happens. November 4th, you won't hear too much about it. You won't hear too much about it. He, <laughs> you see Trump? Once he heard the, the chant, he goes, Ooh. Don't tell anybody, but let me wait till a little bit after the election. And the crowd. I appreciate the advice. The crowd goes nuts. I <laughs> the president basically says, if you just give me till after the election, we'll go ahead and get rid of this guy. We'll get him out of here. He's done too much damage to the country. That may not work well with with people that are undecided at this point. But you got a whole lot of people in this country that are decided. And that right there, that right there will get your base fired up. So what I did when I heard it, again, it caught me off guard. So I immediately tweeted it out. Because the media is so predictable. I know these guys just like I know the left, like the back of my hand. And I can predict their next move almost every time. So I I tweeted out right after I saw that. Monday's controversy. Keep in mind, this is last night on Sunday. Monday's controversy. The crowd at the Trump rally chants, fire Fauci, fire Fauci. Followed by the president saying, don't tell anybody, but let me wait until a little bit after the election. In reference to firing Fauci. I said the statement would be shocking if it weren't so true and appropriate. So I woke up this morning, actually forgot about posting that tweet. And the first thing I saw was from our local NBC station, WVTM, And one of their lead stories is, President Donald Trump is suggesting that he will fire Dr. Anthony Fauci after Tuesday's election as his rift with the nation's top infectious disease expert, widens, while the nation sees its most alarming outbreak of the coronavirus since the spring. So predictable. (laughs) It's so easy to predict these guys. Because they do the same thing over and over and over again. It's not hard. You know exactly what they're going to do. There's there, there there's a repetitiveness in, in their tactics. And when they don't work, they don't seem to change them. See, a smart campaign, when they see something's not working, they take a different route. The left doesn't do that. And the media is in that camp of the left. They don't do that. They continue hammering forward. Now, there's some cases where they'll divert from a plan if they think it's really not working. For instance, when it comes to the impeachment, I noticed one thing, and I saw this brought up in a uh, in an article. The Democrats, over the past few weeks, has mentioned impeachment zero times in any of their attack ads on Donald Trump. Now, they were proud of that, and you would think... That would be one of their top accomplishments. Hey, we impeached the president. We didn't get him out of office, but we did our part to try to take down the orange man. But instead, it's radio silence on that issue. Nobody's saying a peep about it. And a lot of that, honestly, has got to do with senators and uh, uh, congressmen and congresswomen in districts where the impeachment was not popular they don't want their people reminded of it one in particular is Alabama Doug Jones Senator Doug Jones a Democrat who snuck into that Senate seat He don't want people reminded of that he also doesn't want people reminded that he voted against Kavanaugh the problem is people in Alabama didn't forget that and they'll be voting him out tomorrow that's all but a guarantee but there are other places across the country where they probably approached Nancy Pelosi and said, please don't bring that up. Please, 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 please don't bring that up. We don't need our guys uh, remembering that. The left is oblivious. They're absolutely oblivious. They're oblivious in their tactics. They're oblivious in the pulse of America. And really, they're they're oblivious in, in how this election's going to turn out. It amazes me that they didn't learn anything after 2016 and and in particular the media not learning anything because they got burnt bad when it came to reading into the polls on election night 2016 they got caught with their pants down and they were stumbling around not even knowing what had happened Hillary Clinton had a 93% chance of winning And then all of a sudden, here they are at the end of the night with Donald J. Trump as president and they have no idea how it happened. The answer is, don't believe the polls. The answer is, when it comes to the polls, you got to spot Donald Trump several points. Every every time you read a poll, Donald Trump's got to get spotted several points. Why? Because guess what? Donald Trump voters have no interest in talking to pollsters, have no interest in talking to news agencies about their support. They want to do one thing and one thing only. They want to show up on election day, and they want to vote for their candidate. They don't need to tell you who they're voting for. They're going to tell you who they're voting for on Tuesday. Michael Moore, who I feel like is the one Democrat that understands the right, that understands conservatives more than anybody on that side, and it's mainly because he lives in Michigan and he knows a lot of people that are from that conservative realm or even the Republican realm. He understands them. And he's pleaded with the left for the past four years to try to help them understand what they're dealing with. He did it in 2016 as well. But here he is, again, sounding the alarm, saying, guys, these polls are not what you think they are. This could spell bad news for the left so y'all don't get overly confident.
3: It's awful news that uh, Biden is ahead by seven points in Michigan, Mm -hmm. and I have to fight against this constantly. I need to remind people that the poll back in July said at that point that Biden was ahead in Michigan by 16 points. Right. Trump has cut that in half. Trump has tightened virtually every one of these swing states to the point where, where are they saying this morning, it's uh, five points ahead. Trump Biden's five points ahead in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, he's uh, uh, maybe three to five points ahead in Florida, uh, two points ahead in Arizona. listen, don't believe these polls, first of all. And second of all, the Trump vote is always being undercounted. Pollsters, when they actually call a real Trump voter, the Trump voter is very <laughs> suspicious of the deep state calling them and asking them who they're voting for. And um, and they it's all fake news to them, remember. So uh, it is not an accurate count. I think the safe thing to do, this is not scientific, I'm just saying from my experience of being a Michigander, whatever they're saying the Biden lead is cut it in half right now in your head, cut it in half. And now you're within the four point margin of error. Mm-hmm. That's how close this is. That's how desperately close this is. And when you see the Republican running for Senate in Michigan, almost tied with our incumbent democratic Senator, right? what is this telling us? And, and, and I've pointed out to people too, the, When he uh, Ten days ago, when Trump had the big rally in Muskegon, Michigan, Muskegon County, over on the west side of the state, on Lake Michigan, only two counties, go up and down the whole state of Michigan, only two counties voted for Hillary on the west side of Michigan in 2016. Muskegon County was one of them. Trump chose not to go to a Trump county because he won the state, if you remember. Mm -hmm. He went to a Hillary county and had thousands of people there.
0: Literally thousands, yeah
3: yeah so i i you know people keep asking me well, what do you think's gonna happen because they want they want the cassandra because in 2016 you know i don't know how many months it was four months five months before the election i said that trump's gonna win and he's gonna win by winning michigan wisconsin and pennsylvania and um that got me no free entrances to any casinos by the way so <laughs> it, it, it hasn't done me any good but uh-huh. now they expect me to know What's going to happen next Tuesday? And of course, I don't know. None of us know. But I wake up every morning with the assumption that Trump believes he's going to win. And that's good enough for me. Hmm. If he thinks he's going to win, then I think he's going to win. And I'm going to act every minute of today and the rest of the day until I fall asleep after midnight. I am going to be working to make sure he doesn't win because he thinks he's going to win. And I know he's an evil genius and he's smarter than all of us and i know people hate to hear that but i'm sorry you <laughs> to win the white house by losing the election that's genius i don't know how to do that if i had told you 5 6 years ago hey you guys i'm thinking of i'm thinking of running for president now here's my plan i'm going to lose the vote but i'm going to win the election and you'd look at me like okay mike what are you spoken um, so I just that's how serious I'm taking it. And I'm not just doing that as an exercise like, oh, like you said at the beginning, we must all stay on our guard. Anything. Could, no, we he's already done it. He's already fooled everybody. And 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 everybody must act right now as if this could happen again. And if it does happen again.
0: So, Michael, let, let me <laughs> it's So all... this is great. Michael Moore is a left-wing looney tune, okay? There, there's no doubt about that. He's big-time Democrat, always supports his his Democrat comrades, no matter what the situation, and he hates Trump. But he knows exactly what he's talking about when he's talking about where Trump currently sits in this election. He knows average people, and that's the difference between him and anybody else on the left. Everybody else on the left creates this bubble, this echo chamber, where they only hear opinions that that match up with their own. They only, they only uh, uh, talk to like-minded people. Michael Moore, on the other hand, he goes and talks to everybody. He talks to the average, hard-working people, the people working in the car plants in Michigan. He talks to them, and he gets inside their head to see how their brain works. And why they like Trump so much. So he gets it. And he knows. Looking at all this data. That it is very good news. For the president. Very good news for the president. And bad news. Bad news. For Joe Biden. It's going to be good y'all. It's going to be fun. I hope you're excited about it tomorrow. Again it's okay to be nervous. But I'm telling you. One, God's got this. And two, Donald Trump is too smart to lose. I have never seen a more well-run political campaign in my entire life. Never. This campaign is a well-oiled machine that's not going to be stopped. That's it for this episode of Over the Line. Make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel. Make sure you go listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, any of the other podcast platforms. We're more than likely available. So hook that up. Share it with your friends. That's the most important part. And we'll be back with election coverage as we go through. What we're planning on for election coverage, we put a graphic up about this. You don't want there to be any confusion. We're not going to be broadcasting necessarily live as results are coming in but if you are following our facebook page the over the line facebook page then you will see us giving live video updates throughout the night to keep you guys updated on what we're thinking where we currently stand and as they roll in um the ensuing victory party it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a good time but until next time see you cool